This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Career conference for females in tech was taken over by male attendees. Social media clips filmed at the Grace Hopper, the world's largest gathering of women technologists, show men standing in line to meet with recruiters. Some of the male attendees reportedly lied about being non-binary just to get in. Several tech workers defended the men for trying to capitalize on job opportunities not meant for them, seeing that the entire concept was wrong. No way. So, uh, well done, fellas. I say there are a bunch of dudes, and there are some people who are like, these people have no history of identifying as non-binary online. They're dressed, they're, what's that, what are you, uh, they're presenting as males? This is, this is wrong. And the 98% of the world that's sane is like, what do you, you bring these things on yourself, you bunch of lunatics. <laughs> yeah, every time I have to fill out a form, and I'm given a choice other than just male or female, I die a little bit. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's We're giving in to people's delusions for reasons of neo-Marxism, which I've explained before. But uh, why don't we play 26, and then I've got a couple of stories to share with you. This is a girl who goes by Pretty Boy. Wants her family, well, she kind of explains uh, what's going on here. See, Hold on uh, tight, uh, cinch up the reins. 
Do you know how many times I've changed a label, stopped using a label, or just don't use a label around certain people or groups? I stopped saying I have he, him pronouns to cis strangers because the look of confusion and processing in their eyes was a little too much for me to bear consistently. Introducing myself as non-binary instead of trans mask if I'm wearing a dress or makeup because I don't feel like explaining that. But also telling cis family members to use he, him pronouns for me because I know they don't understand non-binary identities. Calling myself trans mask when I want to connect with other trans mask people about hormones and identities but then only going by non-binary in other spaces because there's so many queer people that hate trans men and trans masks but are okay with non-binary people. Saying that I'm in a sapphic relationship with my girlfriend when both of us don't like using that label and consider our relationship to be lesbian. And the thing is, I'm not even doing this around cishet people. I'm doing this around other queer people. My labels, identities, pronouns vary day to day, minute to minute, based on how much I feel like explaining myself, how much I feel like confusing people, and how tired I am. When they say you will never stop coming out, they mean it. Wow. Um, assuming that person is serious, and they sound serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is interesting that her, I don't remember. I remember at the beginning uh, of the end. Yeah, she's a she, I believe. Um, but this person uh, is mostly concerned about the gay community and all their judgment. But anyway, that aside... We need a name for we we got all these names for uh the whole I feel like I'm a different gender. We need a name for the mental state of I'm going to sit in my car and record videos <laughs> about how difficult my life is and post them. Yeah. And and we're all going to like whine together about our tiny tiny niche in the world and how difficult it is for us that yeah, that needs yeah. a name that phenomenon needs a name yeah it's a tangent but it's an important one certainly yeah yeah that's uh there, there's a lot going on there i think uh but back to the the main thread of the thing i think a lot of it is and these people are not getting amplified in the media because the media doesn't know what to do because they believe half of this crap is there are a lot of gay people who are like okay you're a confused cuckoo nut don't put me in your alphabet soup of identity don't don't expect me to you're changing your identities and your pronouns and all every day and you want me to look i'm a dude i love dudes all right it's easy i'm done look there, Joey, there, there ends my description joe it's simple they love each other all right thank you mr president uh so yeah that's uh it, it's one of my favorite memes it's it's heavy it's tough but it's my favorite um people are sending around uh, memes to the effect of if your eight-year-old boy says he's a pirate, you need the children know who they are. You've got to saw off his leg and pluck out one of his eyes and Barbaric. get him a, a, hook, a hook hand and a patch because kids know who they are. If your anorexic daughter tells you she looks fat, kids know. Tell her she's fat. You've got to, you have to have a fat affirming care for anorexic girls. How, how scary is that? How clear does that make the point? Or, or your child who's depressed. If they say nobody loves them and there's no point in their life, you've got to affirm that because confused adolescents are always right with their mental struggles. God, you people who believe that, there's something seriously wrong in your head. Anyway, having said that, been following this story. At, I, didn't, uh, uh, yeah. I didn't understand 75% of the words she used there, though. 
in that little clip. I mean, that's how... Uh, I, I, you need a glossary. Not Yeah, exactly. That's how not up to speed I am. I really didn't understand a lot of that. Like, I'd never heard those words before ever. Right. You know, that, that brings up kind of another tangent, but an interesting one, that a lot of this woke stuff is a badge, it's a status badge that educated people, you know, therefore uh, richer people, use to show their status. Because now everybody's got a car, and there's some pretty inexpensive cars that look pretty cool. Everybody's got some pretty good-looking clothes. I mean, because, you know, even if they didn't steal them, for instance, if you're a person of low income, you can get some really cool clothes at thrift stores or those Chinese factories that crank out fast fashion or whatever. It's getting harder and harder for the affluent to signal their affluence. And so one of the ways they do it is by spouting this uh, grad school jargon that they learned. That's how they recognize each other. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you got people who, you know, maybe don't have a lot of money wearing fancy jewelry, for instance. So uh, I'm not sure that explains all of this, but I think it's a factor in it. How do you show that you're part of the enlightened upper crust by using all these uh, terms? But here's where it gets ugly, because a lot of people are stupid in the media and in uh, education, as we've uh, discussed through the years. Here's this terrible, terrible story in uh, Tulatin, Oregon, which is right outside of... um, Portland, I think, where there's a troubled, troubled student there, a male, who quote-unquote identifies as female, and you're supposed to call a she, but this uh, young man also has some terrible anger problems and has brutalized a couple of young girls a couple of times. And the school district is tied up in knots because this kid identifies as a transgender and so they don't know what to do it's not a little boy who beats up girls it's more complicated than that even though it's not and on top of that in the first attack which was a brutal violent physical attack on a little girl they used restorative justice where instead of having a zero-tolerance policy, because as the uh, superintendent says, zero-tolerance is antithetical to our work as educators. If it is safe for the victim and the school community as a whole to extend an opportunity for the student to relearn different behavior, that is what we do. And so this boy brutalized a girl. They held a little restorative justice where they explained to him, hey, you shouldn't brutalize little girls. And he said, yeah, okay, whatever. Then he got mad at another little girl and brutalized her. And then when one of her friends stepped in to help, beat the hell out of that second girl. But the school district just doesn't know quite what to do because the boy is transgender. Yeah, I can't even hardly engage in this conversation because I've lived to some of it. And it's so maddening. I mean, it's just so absolutely maddening. The restorative justice thing is such a failure. And uh, the sooner they get rid of it, the, the better. It's so reminiscent of our discussion of getting away from phonics in favor of this fad that was terrible. And finally, after decades now, they're saying, oh, yeah, like every single shred of scientific evidence points to phonics as the way to teach English. Well, a lot of us were saying that like the first week this other crap was introduced. It was known. It was seeable. 
but it took a long, 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 long time. The blindness to the utter unicornian ineffectiveness of this restorative justice crap is astonishing to me. You can see the results in every school in America. Teachers have lost control of the classrooms completely. Yeah. Um, on the topic of showing your uh, education by changing the language, reminded me of this thing I came across the other day, because I think that's what's going on with this a lot of the times. It was about the word retarded. Mm. Somehow it got used and somebody was in trouble for saying it. The word retarded was used as a euphemism because people were offended by the word moron years ago. Because when I was a kid, retarded was the preferred word. That was Correct. that was yeah. the kind, enlightened, you care about people word. Mm-hmm. That came to be because they decided the word moron was awful. Moron was literally invented from scratch by a scientist to be dispassionate as a term because people were offended by feeble-minded, which had been the term before moron. So now mm-hmm. we're going clear back to the 1800s. And it just keeps moving. Whatever word we pick will also become an insult, and your grandchildren will scoff at videos of videos of you using that word neutrally now. It's the condition we find repugnant, not the name for it. The euphemism treadmill does not purify the concept, but merely taints the word. But what drives a lot of it is what you are talking about earlier. It's a way to show, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a higher level of person. A good example was the whole, when I was a kid, colored people was the term you're supposed to use and then that became awful now we're back to people of color we've just gonna gone around the bend on that one or the silly term african-american yeah um yeah the the whole retarded thing is a little different than some of it just because the technical term gets becomes vogue for insulting people and then you know if i were to you know call somebody a moron then that, that, that's when describing somebody who's developmentally disabled, which I think is a term I can still use. I don't know if not cancel me. Um, I don't want it to be a term that's also used to insult people. I kind of get that discomfort, but it's obviously a never ending cycle. We'll, we'll right. invent a new yeah. term. And then 20 years from now, uh, uh, you know, if you uh, uh, make me angry, I'll call you that. And we'll have to find a new term. I just guess that's the way it is. How did you feel about feeble-minded? Oh, that's fine. Seems kind of old-timey. So somebody invented a word. How about we call these people morons? Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was the nice, accepted term for a while. And then if you really want to get into the uh, linguistic weeds, um, you've got some people who want to present people with serious developmental difficulties, whether they're physical, psychological, or whatever, as not having a problem. Mm-hmm. You're handy capable. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, anybody who's dealt with a loved one who has significant challenges knows it ain't a good thing. It can, there is good that can come from it, learning and enlightenment and love and compassion and the rest of it, but it's hard. They know it's not a good thing. So the whole autistic people can concentrate extra well, and sometimes they get rich, like Elon Musk. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Hmm. It's like some people who have a pituitary disorder end up making millions of dollars in the NBA, but mostly they're just in pain. So, you know, I don't know. That bothers me. But a lot of things bother me. Stay tuned. I'll get to some more. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Milton Friedman. Uh, Let's go with this one. Concentrated power is not rendered harmless by the good intentions of those who create it. Supreme Court is actually looking at some cases that have something to do with that, specifically the administrative state, the rules and regs, which we all must live by, that were never passed by Congress. Of course, you'd get a very different idea of what they're discussing if you were to read, for instance, the New York Times, which is insufferably biased, but we already knew that. Mailbag. Drop note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm reminded that uh, Jeremy's, remember Jeremy's razors? and uh, I shaved with one this morning. Excellent. The response to the woke uh, Harry's razors people, I think, wasn't that? Uh, I, we talked about this, I think it was last year. Jeremy's uh, Chocolates is out again with uh, their, uh, what do they call these? I guess Jeremy's Chocolates, now available in he, him, with nuts, and she, her, which is nutless, uh, microaggression-sized. So they're fabulous. I may get a box full of these and give them out to friends. They're pretty funny. Love that. I, I that reminds get, me, I, there's a uh, boy setting records in, in high school track in Maine. Talk about that. Oh, love those stories. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a boy. It's a girl with a test with testicles and a penis and a male physiology and heart and bones. But I'm supposed to look at that boy and call him a girl. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Moving along. Uh, John writes on the question of building houses on the moon. Uh, spent the weekend with my 26-year-old son scouting for the upcoming deer season. 
As I looked over thousands of acres, hundreds of square miles from 7,000 feet in the air, we don't need more land. (laughs) You know, yeah, drive from Denver to San Francisco and tell me we don't have enough land on Earth. Let's see, moving along, uh, a similar topic, Paolo, from the New York Times, the world's population may peak in your lifetime, what happens next? And they talk about it'll probably peak in the 2080s or something like that. And then we shrink, humanity will not reach a plateau, then stabilize, it will begin an unprecedented decline. And Paolo points out, well, we'll have to get by with fewer people, that doesn't seem so bad, the whole too many old codgers and not enough young people, that could be tricky. But uh, either of those scenarios is preferable to continuing on our current growth trajectory, fighting over dwindling resources and destroying ourselves. I guess we should be happy the demographers are saying this isn't going to happen. Yeah, but what if every government system is based on a population growing? Well, those are going to be spicy times. Yeah, I'd say. We need to stop doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny that, uh, that uh, the expectation of never-ending population growth is so baked into virtually everything we do. Well, at some point, it's not going to anymore. You know, humankind will adjust its sails or die out. I'll be long gone. Good, so, good l- luck. Good luck with that, we say, to the future. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Kevin... From Placerville, California, writes, I was quite aghast when I heard Gavin Newsom chose an out-of-state left-wing D.C. bundler to be the next California senator. <laughs> Got me thinking, what would the right-wing equivalent be? At first, I thought the answer might be if Texas Governor Greg Abbott chose a D.C. oil company lobbyist to be the next senator from Texas, but that isn't quite right. To do what Newsom did first, Abbott would have to announce that he was narrowing his choices to only straight white males, and then he would have to choose an out-of-state oil lobbyist to be senator. Gosh, you can imagine how many media heads would explode. Anyway, oh. Right. That's a good point. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
to have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now, from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. These are bad guys. That is especially true. So bizarre and so grotesque. Yup. Okay. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but how can this show be on one hand sometimes so highbrow, yet be what it is the rest of the time? Come on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An interesting international story for you. First of all, get to know the name Li Shang Fu. He's the sec def of China, if you will. They call him the defense minister there, but it's the same thing as the secretary of defense of what we got, more or less. He is a hard man. He's new. He just uh, took the job like in the last month or so, and he's the one making all these tough statements out of China lately, wearing a military outfit with lots of medals all over the chest. And he's a scary looking dude. I mean, he just. He just he looks like a character out of a freaking movie if China and the United States were going to go to war is what he looks like. I'll bet that's part of the reason he got the gig. Anyway, there is a big conference going on in which our sec def is there and that guy is there, Li Shang Fu. He bluntly told the Shangri-La Dialogue Defense Conference that Beijing seeks peaceful reunification but with Taiwan, but make no promise to renounce the use of force if necessary to make the island democracy part of China. That's a further statement than China has made in the past. I mean, they haven't stated it as bluntly in the past, at least in these kind of conversations, that we're taking Taiwan back. And he went on to say, if anyone dares to separate Taiwan from China, the Chinese military will not hesitate for a second. We will fear no opponents and resolutely safeguard national sovereignty and territorial integrity, regardless of any cost. Wow. That's a freaking strong statement. Out of the Chinese. We're not afraid of anyone. We'll pay any price to take Taiwan because it belongs to us. Uh, Lloyd Austin said, we are stepping up plans in coordination with our friends and training to deter aggression. Wow. But okay. that, I, I can't imagine that that's not going to end up in uh, confrontation and relatively soon. But that's enough of that. Well, speaking of our frenemy, China, uh, one of the most strange and uh, tangled relationships in human history, old Dr. Fauci. Remember Anthony Fauci? Is he still in a, in his gig? What did he represent? I represent science. Uh, botany? Oh, science. Oh, wow, science. He represents all of science. So if you disagree with Fauci, you're disagreeing with science. How handy for him. Anyway, in 2021, he dismissed concerns that U.S.-funded Chinese scientists lied about performing risky gain-of-function research, calling those scientists, scientists, quote, competent and trustworthy. But now a publicly disclosed grant shows Fauci's own agency was simultaneously funding ethics training for Chinese scientists over widespread research misconduct. That's a quote. National Institutes of Health launched a $300,000 grant to strengthen research integrity, uh, blah, 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 troubling instances of research misconduct, inadequate ethical review, and publication fraud at the institutions, the agency wrote in its grant description, have had a negative impact on Chinese scientists and their U.S. collaborators, and have, quote, highlighted China's underdeveloped research ethics capacity and infrastructure. Months later, he's in front of Congress saying, these are great scientists, they're competent and trustworthy. 
Fauci is a liar, a lying liar who knows he is at least indirectly responsible for the deaths of millions of people. I stand by that thesis. Do you think that Let will be history? Be my judge. Do you think that will be the prevailing story on him at some point? It's not yet only on, you know, like Fox and New York Post and places like that. I think when the passion slash obsession with Trump and and how that clouded the view of journalists all over America. It just it turned them into to idiots, to people who willfully ignored the truth. When that subsides, yes, absolutely, they will say it looks as though some of the people who were in charge of our our response and dictated to the media what they're allowed to say were indeed at least afraid they were responsible for it. And they were put in charge of what is the truth and what is not. I absolutely believe that'll be the judgment of history. Well, some of you, even if we can't nail down 100% whether it was a lab leak or not. Some of you all that uh, didn't want to take the vaccine or believe the vaccine was bad for you or whatever have been given Robert F. Kennedy Jr. a look who's running for president as a Democrat against Joe Biden. He is a nut job, not necessarily this issue that I'm worried about, but he went on Mike Tyson's podcast the other day. Mike Tyson, the boxer, has a podcast, a video like to welcome Robert F. Kennedy. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, tell me about the vaccines. Anyway, this is a Would little... Would you like to pet my tiger? It's a little bit hard to find this video because it's gotten pulled down from a number of things like YouTube or whatever. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. laying out to Mike Tyson. <laughs> this is quite the story. Um oh. It's already uh, pretty good. How the CIA killed his father. So he did that on yesterday was the anniversary of his dad, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., being assassinated as he was running for president and likely to get the nomination. Uh, uh, Junior says the CIA killed his dad and just lays it out. I mean, it's just it's just fact to him. You know, he, he believes the CIA had a role in killing his uh, uncle, John F., as well. You know, that I saw a list of his conspiratorial beliefs, and those actually struck me as some of the more plausible. Why would the CIA kill Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, Sr.? What's the theory on that? I don't know the specifics. I just, the CIA was up to all sorts of craziness at that point in our history, as was the FBI. Uh, and, uh, I just It's just not impossible. That's all I'm saying. True, Dad. Well, okay. I'll tell you this. From having watched uh, as much of the video as I could take of him laying out the case, it's all stupid crap. He doesn't have anything good, like a decent argument about the CIA doing this or that. He's got stuff about how uh, a waiter in the back saw this, and if you look at the picture closely, you can tell that blah, blah, blah. It's just, oh, it's just man. crap so like that. So it's just like amateur yeah, conspiracy yeah, theorists. Yeah, yeah silliness yeah yeah he strikes me as a crackpot but but like i uh have family members who have been giving him a look partially the vaccine stuff partially that he's got to close the borders today i'm president we stop illegal immigration today which is uh getting a fair amount of attention also so yeah that's a great hook yeah so chris christie said some interesting stuff in his opening uh town hall as he's running for president that i uh thought was pretty good um, and other stuff we can get to, but first something stupid. Are you following the, or have you followed the blind mystic Baba Vanga? Are you familiar with Baba Vanga? Don't know Baba Vanga's act. A blind mystic who allegedly predicted 
And a lot of people follow her uh, sayings. Saying her, she, she, it. A lot of people follow Bob, they, them pronouns. Baba Vanga's uh, various things. Um, she died more than a quarter century ago, but many of her predictions are have are said to have come true long after her death. By, yeah, one of those by, okay. by nut jobs. Yes, it's a kind of a, a more recent Nostradamus. Her Baba Venga, wife of Baba Bowie. Howard Stern's show, right? Her followers claim that Baba Vanga foresees uh, or foresaw a devastating nuclear disaster that will unfold this year. Is said to have warned of that. Uh, so there you go. I don't know why this is getting any attention whatsoever. A blind Bulgarian woman was believed hmm. to have some sort of powers of prediction. Well, next time I'm at the dentist and they uh, put that heavy thing on me to do x-rays uh, to cover my genitals, etc., I will steal it to prepare myself for the coming nuclear accident. Uh, one of my questions would be, uh, why has there always been, and still apparently is, an appetite for a certain segment of society for that kind of thing? What is that? Well, the the obvious answer to me is that Idiots. certain... <laughs> that's uncharitable a certain percent of uh, percentage of humankind can't deal with the fact that it's not all preordained we don't know what's going to happen it's unknowable the best we can do is look at likelihoods and blunder into the the future and that that's too troubling for some people i guess hmm. i don't know I, I since i was a kid i've thought this stuff was hilarious oh uh, right exactly yeah that's funny that's funny yeah yeah I guarantee you my children would say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would they react that way? And some adults would uh, be interested in what Baba Vanga has to say or Nostradamus or whoever else. Right. I think at some point we'll uh, untease, untangle the entire human genome and the functioning of the brain. We'll understand it. But it's yeah, Miss it's, Cleo. Miss Cleo, for instance. Babies. Is that what she called her? Uh, <laughs> yes, Miss Cleo was. Victims, but she suckers. Was, she was more of a late night, you will find love at, you know, your workplace sort of person rather than predicting nuclear disasters. Right, right. <laughs> There's not much of a market for cheery Jamaican women predicting apocalypse. Yeah, more about love and sex. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, enjoy that sort of stuff if you want to. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Nobody's going to like this, and, uh, and, and I hesitated to bring it to you because it's such a popular narrative. But then I says to myself, I says, you know, kind of our thing is... is What's actually true? Trying to figure out what's actually true. Seeing through the bullcrap and the lying and the spin and the and the rhetoric that, that doesn't serve you. And this is also incredibly important because it it has to do with by far the biggest part of the federal budget. Practically the only part that matters that nobody talks about, and that's entitlement programs. And don't hit me with your it's not an entitlement, I paid into it. You don't, the word doesn't mean what you think it does. It's fine. Nobody's judging. Entitlement is not a judgment. It says you don't have to qualify. You get it. That's all it means. But the second thing is, yeah, you paid into it, but kind of not really. And here's what they're talking about. The headline is no social security isn't earned. Promised benefits are far in excess of lifetime payroll taxes. That's a compelling case for reform. 
And they mentioned that both Biden and Trump have something in common. Neither wants to touch Social Security. Yeah. Which is an utterly immoral, fake job saying, I don't want to do the hard stuff. I'm going to wait till after my term, and then y'all are going to have to do the hard stuff, but I'm not going to be blamed. Maybe it's just realism. Maybe the American people won't agree to do something until the house is literally on fire, fiscally speaking. But anyway, uh, Biden said in February, they earned them, meaning Social Security stuff, uh, benefits. A month later, Mr. Trump said, quote, we're going to take care of our Social Security. People have earned that. And then anybody who talks about uh, Social Security reform or Medicare reform, which is even worse, um, is accused of trying to steal from the old. I mean, they do it because it works, politically speaking. It's by, incredibly effective. By both sides. Um, and, he t- and George Bush talked about uh, change in Social Security and got killed because you're going to, uh, you know, old people are going to starve or whatever. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many times you say, no, it's going to start for, like, the kids. It's not going to have any effect on the old people now. But that's that's not what the other side say. No, no. I remember as a kid hearing that Social Security is the third rail of American politics. And since I grew up in the suburbs, somebody had to explain to me what third rail meant. It's the, the rail that the electric subway cars get their power from. And if you step on it, you'll be, be immediately electrocuted and dead. So stepping on Social Security or even bringing it up is like electrocuting yourself. Anyway, back to the text of the story. The numbers tell a different story. The congressional... Oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, both men have used the program as a cudgel against political opponents who have supported rating in benefits to balance the program's troubled finances. Uh, the same goes for Medicare, which the progressive group Social Security Works is described as an earned benefit. And quote, anyone who proposes cuts to this program is reaching into your pocket and stealing from you. Yet the numbers tell a different story. According, according to the Congressional Budget Office and Social Security Administration, Americans are promised Social Security and Medicare benefits substantially exceeding the taxes they'll pay over their lifetimes. In other words, the benefits are nearly earned nor paid for. I would amend that sentence and say not fully earned nor fully paid for. You know, one of the problems I have with this argument uh, before you go on is yeah. even if it were true, if the math doesn't work, you got to change it. Even if it were absolutely true, I paid into this and I'm owed it. If the math is there aren't enough workers coming up to support the number of old people, then you got to do something. You can't just stick to your guns and have the entire country collapse under its own weight. This must be the greatest, because it's the biggest, example of how people can ignore what is plainly true if it doesn't suit their ideology. Because it's almost impossible. Everybody agrees Social Security trust funds are going to be exhausted in 2032. That's less than a decade, okay? Everybody agrees with that, and benefits will have to be cut by around 25%. Whoa, with the current hurt. Oh, yeah, my God, you, you'll be starving on Social Security. And nobody's talking about this. Both Biden and Trump are pretending that's not true and, and beating the crap out of anybody who dares say, hey, we got to do something about this. That's the state of our politics. But I, this was my favorite part. I thought it was so interesting. Social Security and Medicare were designed to be viewed as contributory social insurance programs, not 
welfare, even though both redistribute money significantly from rich to poor. Over years, the politicians have portrayed their payouts as earned benefits, of course, because we paid into the programs. That's undeniable, and I'll get to the math in a second. But the framing was no accident. Franklin D. Roosevelt said that funding Social Security with a dedicated payroll tax was, quote, politics all the way through. This is the quote. We put those payroll contributions there so as to give the contributors a legal, moral, and political right to collect their pensions. With those tax in there, no damn politician can ever scrap my Social Security program. Clever. So he, he was a genius, FDR. He was a socialist, and he ruined a lot of what made America great, but he was a genius. Okay, consider the numbers. Going to be broke in 2032, cut those benefits by 25%. Congressional Budget Office projects the average American retiring in the 2030s is promised lifetime benefits 37% above the taxes he paid over his or her career, including interest. So you paid in, but you're going to get almost 40% more than you paid in. Social Security administrators' actuaries reach similar conclusions. Disparity for Medicare is even greater there's the one think tank calculating that a middle-income couple retiring in 2035 will be eligible for lifetime Medicare benefits based on, you know, actual aerial tables and the rest of it that exceed their taxes and premiums by $644,000. So you will pay in a million, you will get 1.65 out again. Here's the flaw I have with this. Well, it's not a flaw, really. All this stuff is undeniably true. Getting back to George Bush wanting to privatize Social Security, meaning, hey, instead of paying the government, why don't you invest this stuff in a nice index fund or something like that? If you'd let people throughout their career do that, and remember George Bush got murdered for it, then they probably, there wouldn't be this imbalance. The worst, stupidest, least productive use of your money you can even imagine is giving it to the government. Right. I mean, other than buying magic beans or partying with Hunter Biden, I can't imagine a worse way to invest for your future. Yeah, what would be nice is if you could opt out and then, you know, we weren't a welfare state to where if you opted out and you run out of money, well, you're on your own. That's your you you decided to take control of your Social Security, invest it on your own. If you decided to spend it all on jet skis, well, that's your problem. But we we, but, but we aren't like that. Right. So just, you know, the, the, the bottom line for all this is, remember, they they made it seem like you're paying in and then you're taking out proportionately, intentionally, so people would defend this program so fiercely. But it is a pyramid scheme. Young, your money is gone decades ago, friends. Young workers working now are paying your retirement benefits. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. 
Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.